Welcome to Dark Dive, a Hellbent Holler podcast. I'm Jesse, and this is Joe, and today we're going to discuss the hidden war, the government cover-up. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty neat to talk about. Um, we want to look into the possibility that there is an active, ongoing effort to either contain, combat, or maybe even just try to understand the phenomena. So stay tuned, and let's take the dark dive. You are listening to Dark Dive. Welcome to Dark Dive, everybody. This is our sixth episode. We want to thank you all for joining us for all of these episodes of Dark Dive. All you people who have gone through and listened to every episode we've done up until this point, we really appreciate you. Make sure you hit that like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate you guys watching and love having these conversations with you guys and um, sharing all of our information and all of this weird stuff we find and all of the research we do. Today's topic is really cool. It's definitely up my alley. It is uh, government conspiracies and cover-ups. So what does the government know about cryptids? Do they know anything at all? Um, are they actively trying to cover up? We're going to go in that today and see if, if there's any kind of answers or where is this all going? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think when you get down to it, the question of why would they be why would there be a cover-up? Why not? Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. the government doesn't really stand to benefit hardly anything at all by coming out and admitting that these creatures are out there, that these phenomena are actually occurring, people are seeing them and witnessing them. I mean, when you get down to it, there's really just no upside to them coming out and admitting it. No, I mean, not at all. So, like, what would outright disclosure <laughs> sound like? Outright disclosure would sound like somebody coming on your TV from the government or the military and going, okay. okay, there's seven foot tall upright wolves roaming the countryside. Um, we don't know what they are or where they come from. They're killing people. People are going missing. We can't seem to stop them. So if you see one, just alert your local law enforcement. And I think at that point, people would collectively lose their minds. Emergency services would get overwhelmed in certain areas. Yeah, um, you can't exactly lead with that. Yeah, know. every time there'd be a stray dog running down your... You know, your yeah. neighborhood street, people would be calling 911. So every like, time you heard a noise outside, they'd be calling 911. So, yeah. And then, of course, everybody would go completely bonkers. Um, I think everybody's con a little bonkers with just the tiny bit of UFO disclosure that we've gotten at this point. You know, I think people have, have main, I think, uh, well, let me put it to you like this a lot of the public don't really know what's going on other mm -hmm. than. Just the bare bone facts on it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you were to stop 20 people in the street right now and ask them about like UAPs, they wouldn't really know. 18 much of them about probably it. wouldn't know That's much true. about it. At all. That's so, true. So, you know, they wouldn't just do outright disclosure. They would just kind of trickle it out, maybe, but they wouldn't just come on the news at 11 and be like, okay, guys, um, got some news for you. Sasquatch, totally real. Dogman, totally real. So, uh, if you see one, give us a holler, you know? Yeah. So, but, um, <clears throat> I mean, I think that if they did that, you know, people would be rightfully just angry about it, right? They yeah, would be they'd so... lose what little trust people have in them right now. I mean, you're, you're already starting to see this with the UAP mm -hmm. disclosure, that 
basically, I, there are people standing there going, yeah, we've lied to you since the 40s, if not earlier. We've lied to you about the fact that there are things in our skies. We know about them. Um, they still haven't come out and admitted to the extent that they know about them or the extent of what they, of how the government has has addressed the issue, yeah. but they have come out and said that they've known about it since then. But so. think about all the lives that they've ruined up to this point with the UAP situation. You know, all the people that they've just destroyed their entire lives, their careers and everything, just to keep a lid on this going on. Um, I think that another big thing that they would come across is if there's any sort of like, um, say say somebody got killed um, which by think one of these, which we think, we think a lot well, we of we know people, they have at this point. So. We know a lot of people have yeah. been killed, you know, murdered, maimed. Gone missing. Gone so. missing. Um, is there a level of culpability that the government would have because they've known about these entities and these creatures for so long and they did nothing about it. They did nothing to stop them. They did nothing to uh, mitigate the threat to the citizenry at this point. Yeah, I mean... Is that negligence? I uh, Yeah, but I mean, you can only sue the government if the government wants you to... allows you to sue it. So, but I mean, there's something that goes into that. I mean, I think that <clears throat> they've... Let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say that they know that there's something going on with... Well, let's just... Cryptid's not a good term for it, but the stuff on the ground, mm -hmm. that they know that there are entities on the ground, just like there are craft phenomena, whatever you're going to say, in the air. Um, let's say that they've known about it for a while and that they've covered it up and that people have lost their lives. Um, if there's nothing they can do about it, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, obviously, you can't even really be a prisoner in your own home because this the phenomena enters people's homes sometimes. Yeah. Look at the... You know, I mean, the UAP, the 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 physical entity portion of that, like with abductions and all of that, I think would tie in with what we're talking here. Um, not just the lights, but the actual like biological, whatever they are, creatures on the ground. I mm -hmm. mean, being in your house has no effect on that. That's where they that's where they come in and get you at. You're but mostly abducted from your home. You know, like the tendency of people and like how people think. It's like, well, there ought to be a law or the government yeah. needs to come and save me. They need to do something, you know? Yeah, I mean they would they would go at it, but I mean and I think that's why if there ever has been a cover up, that it's continuing to this day. They're sticking to the lie. Yeah. Because regardless of the reason for the initial cover-up and regardless of the reason why they have kept it going for so long you just need to keep it going at this point i mean what are you going to do come out and just go it's one thing to go okay there's some lights that are in the sky that we think may or may not be craft um they're there we don't know what they are we're looking into it you know everybody calm down we're looking into it that's conceptually that's a lot different than going <laughs> there's there's large eight foot tall hairy bipeds running through the forest or there's large upright wolf-like creatures and and yes, they're taking people and some of the things that you know some of the stuff the rumors have been true that you know this is why people have gone missing yeah hey this is what happened to dennis martin this is why there were special forces involved with the search there's why these rumors that there were people dealing with these creatures afterwards they're all true you know what i'm saying 
Um, how do you come and admit that after the fact? I you think know? that they've stuck to it so long and they fought against the truth so long that, yeah, they are doubling down. They would have to double down. Yeah, at this point, you... They've, well, committed, they've committed so much money, time, effort, and reputation to covering this up that there's no choice but to just continue doing so until... There's one, like you've mentioned before, until there's one just standing in Times Square. Yeah, I mean, but um, they'll, at, at they'll, the same token, there's not been that big of a public outcry over the whole UAP thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just get down to the brass tacks. They, the government has flat, bold-faced lied to us for decades at this point. Yeah. Um, they've come out and gone, well, yeah, you know, I mean, this is not a new phenomenon, okay? This, is, this has been going on. Yeah, the videos that they've released are relatively recent, but I think that's 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 indicative of the fact that the technology has gotten better recently where we've been able to get them yes. on some of the sensor technology that, you know, our ships and our, our planes are carrying. But they've known that it's going on for mm-hmm. decades. And nobody's really hammering that fact of going, there's been a concerted cover-up. It may not have been the entire government, but there was a part of the government that was that was definitely involved with There were whole like secret divisions that were dedicated to that, you know. Yeah, well, you know, but here's the here's the flip side too. I mean, maybe they need to cover it up because it's a national security risk. You know, I mean, think of the close calls with like the Soviets, with like the Soviets catch a, a flock of geese on their radar and think that it's a um, it's a missile launch, and they come mm-hmm. real close to launching. They don't come out on the evening news and go, "By the way, guys, the Soviets nearly had a full scale launch on us." yesterday just to let you know i mean there's certain things that are kind of kept back for national security yeah and it feeds into this a lot i mean a lot of the the video evidence they have of the uaps and i I keep going back to uaps even though we're talking about physical quote-unquote cryptids because there's so many parallels between those phenomena now yeah but the uap situation is just ahead of the curve it's ahead of the curve it's ahead of the curve i still say that there's a real good chance that five years from now we might be with cryptids where we are right now with UAPs. Where oh, that's, there's actually, that's a possibility. Where there's Especially, actually people in the poli- you know, and politics are coming out and admitting that something's going on. There's funding. There's um, both open door and closed door discussions going on with it. We might very well be there five years from now with the stuff that's on the ground. I certainly think that's a possibility, too, because you have so many people involved in looking into these subjects and looking into these missing persons incidents. You have people who are involved with the government who are involved in looking into these and experiencing. Well, yeah, that's harder things. to keep the lid on it at this yeah. point. And I mean, look at it, too. I mean, let's look at it like this the proliferation of just technology that's available to the common person on the street oh yeah i mean the stuff we're walking around with is all stuff that any any private citizen can get Mm -hmm. um and you couldn't have got any of this stuff 10 years ago 10 years ago you wouldn't have the level of tech that we roll out with so eventually i think that's going to catch up i mean you've got people out now with like military-grade night vision military-grade thermal imaging um, it's getting harder and harder. Like 10 years ago, could you sit at home and then just two days later, a Geiger counter shows up or, shows up, uh, yeah, or you, you know? sit at home and then just, you know, you bust out your credit card and then you've got thermal imaging that is equal to what the military had not too yeah. terribly long ago. So I think that as that gap closes, it's harder and harder to keep the lid on it. And more and more people are getting involved with it. Oh, now, when yeah. we say more and more people, it's still a real small portion of the population, mm-hmm. but 
there's more people right now discussing this stuff and even going out and looking out, looking for it than it I was just a few years ago. I think even since you and I started this channel and started having these conversations and discussing it with people, I, I you wouldn't believe the amount of people that they watch things like Skinwalker Ranch, they watch things like Blind Frog Ranch, and these are normal people who have never been involved in yeah. any kind of paranormal research or anything like that, and it just, they're they're just captivated by it. And then they just go full full speed ahead into the Think of the how many subject. people contact us on a weekly basis asking for equipment recommendations because yeah. they want to get involved in this. Yeah. So I think between that, and then I think too, is that this all started with, this whole thing started with like whistleblowers who thought that it was time to release this stuff. Mm -hmm. And now the motivations are still a little shaky. Did they, did those original like Tic Tac, Go Fast and Gimbal videos, did those get released because people were just going, it's been covered up for too long? Or are there people in the know that are like going, listen, this is a, a clear and present danger to the country or to humanity. And we've got to get a, a national public discussion going on this so we can try to figure out how we're going to deal with it. Well, they just came out and said that those videos were not supposed to be released at all. That yeah, those and that were any video going forward is considered classified, uh, classified information because so... it's national security risk. Yes. Right? Well, here's the flip side. They might be approaching this as not a threat from a foreign nation, but it's 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 an it's an out of the ordinary. It's not a normal terrestrial threat, and they're dealing with it as the best they can. And maybe the the cover up is it's for national security reasons at this point. You know, I mean, I don't think it's money. I mean, it, you always hear that thing about money about like, oh, it would just think how much they rake in from tourism and the national parks and they've got to keep it quiet and you know all the victims lawsuits i mean the spotted owl shut down the timber industry in the pacific right, northwest right and that could easily shut down oil drilling or anything yeah, like but that. i mean they didn't let the presence of the spotted owl they didn't go let's keep these owls covered up because it's going to shut down the timber industry they just shut down the timber industry right i don't think money plays into it as much as people usually come out and say well you know you mentioned earlier about you know national security risks that that this could be some sort of like uh we've mentioned before and i talked about the remote viewing uh project project stargate that they did and the remote viewer was talking about how dogman is a weapon from an extraterrestrial or extra dimensional threat and that they were put here a long time ago to wait lie in wait mm -hmm. and then be used as a weapon against humanity so if this is all if say this is true it's that's stretch, but if it's true that's yeah. a huge threat to national security that you have these creatures that seem like they have some sort of bio armor they have um, supernatural abilities they have the ability to and that supernatural ability may just be the result of alien tech that yeah. is just more advanced and just outside the scope of our usual tech evolution mm -hmm. so that it seems supernatural or paranormal or magical to us at that point so but it seems like it has they have the the ability to telepathically communicate with people well maybe it's not a maybe it's not an alien super weapon maybe it's a a government super weapon that has either gotten out of them out of the lab or it's just being tested like this i mean come on man the government's not above Throwing a few, you know. So these are not super soldiers from an extra dimensional. They might be a super social thing from like the U.S. government, man. Yeah, I mean, that's always a possibility. You know, I mean, they're obviously not above sacrificing American citizens when it suits them uh, for national security. I mean, it could be. All right, let's take a flip side. <laughs> let's go real dark and just kind of like with it. Let's say that you always hear. Let's get real conspiratorial that there's a satanic 
or a demonic influence upon the government itself. Okay. Yes. That, I mean, let's just say that there's a demonic aspect to these entities. Maybe the government cover up is taking place because there's the same elements that are causing these creatures to exist have influence on our government. And their cover up is there is to help these creatures advance whatever their goals are or just to stay hidden as opposed to protecting the public from them. So, so it's a bureaucratic dogman, satanic cabal. so, man. Okay. So at this point, I mean, there is, you've heard a lot about this recently because apparently there's factions within the Pentagon that think a lot of that the UAP activity has a demonic source. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently there are some people that take... There were some memos from the Vatican about this possibly being yeah, exactly. um, demonic in nature. Well, here's the deal, though. If, if those forces are, let's just say satanic forces, are they're, they're present and they're true, I mean, they're going to work within the existing power structure. That's the Vatican, mm-hmm. the federal government. So maybe the, the small, like, insulated cells of the federal government that are responsible for the cover-up... Maybe they're covering it up, not for our own good, but for the good of these entities, these creatures. So they're on their side, not the side of the citizen. So So when you talk about the possibility of a super soldier, have you heard the theory um, that the the Beast of LBL is actually an escaped project that came out of Fort Campbell? Fort Campbell is just south of the LBL. Uh, near Clarksville, Tennessee. We drive through there every time we go through there. It's the home of the Airborne, 101st Airborne. I think so. Is I that it? Yeah, um, is, so. You can tell what how much I know. Uh, but uh, Fort Campbell is right below the LBL. It's probably less than an hour away from the south end of the LBL. And there's a theory that's being bandied about that perhaps the dogman that is in the LBL is actually an escaped experiment or it's been taken there on purpose at fort from fort campbell to train at this point and may that might very well be it i mean if you look at the lbl look how again the areas where these attacks and these sightings happen at there's not a lot of people you know what i'm saying and that would be a perfect place if you wanted to kind of get some field testing done with one of these creatures to do it and if you lose a few people you lose a few people you know i mean again it's it's obvious that the government um, is not it's not adverse to losing a few citizens out of the almost 400 million they got in the country right now. Yeah, you know, 10 or 20 a year in the you know the the welfare of the few, you know, as opposed to the welfare of the many at this point. So and there's been um, you know when you talk about the government being involved in creating these creatures, there's been disclosure on experiments happening to create chimeras. Human-animal oh, yeah. hybrids. There was legislation that they were talking about trying to rein it in, and you're going, well, if there's legislation to rein it in, what needs to be reined in? You guys have obviously been... I mean, they have... You go to DARPA. You go to DARPA, like a government agency that is just... It's it's paid to game outlandish theories. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's paid to game scenarios that normal people wouldn't sit around and think about. Okay? Because they're supposed to get ready for some kind of black swan event. Exactly. Correct? So, But the thing is, is that if you're you're looking at aspects that are so outside the, the realm of possibility, they're not just gaming how to respond to it. They're probably gaming how to do it as well. And I mean, the reports that you get of these creatures, they're, they operate, their, their physical capabilities are far outside of regular humanities. 
they seem to have abilities that verge on on the you know verge into the supernatural. Yeah. And I mean that would be a weapon. That'd be a good weapon. Oh, absolutely. Point, so. And we know for a fact that the Chinese are experimenting with chimeras yeah. and that their their research has gone beyond possibly what what we have done at this point because they don't well what they will know again i don't think that the there's stuff there's layers with the u.s government that we probably never you would say yeah. on a surface level that the 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 morality involved with human chimera experiments would just prohibit somebody from doing that but i don't think there's any morality involved with any of this stuff, when it so. comes to warfare yeah. there's yeah. Th there is no morality right yeah. there is so. only winning yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, that's a possibility of it, that that maybe there is no hidden war against these things going on, that everything is done within the, with the, the, the kind of like underhanded knowledge and approval of at least part of the government mm -hmm. at this point, you know. You know, then there's always that, you know, kind of similar to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, but on the flip side, that there's some some paranormal or some supernatural some diabolical kind of like influence upon our government. And that's what's causing them to do this if they're involved with it. Um, there's that, those books, if you're familiar with a Monster Hunter International. Yes. Um, yeah, where there's, there's like a hidden world beneath our, like the ordinary mundane, like just day-to-day -day living where people are fighting just cryptids and just all sorts of manners of creature from folklore. Well, the the thing that the overarching thing with it is there's an active government cover up of these of these creatures, and it's pretty brutal sometimes. They'll kill witnesses. They'll they'll drive people just to complete ruin, um, like Richard Dotty supposedly did, drive you to like mental or financial ruin. Anything to keep the secret. Well, they're doing it because all of these creatures are connected somehow, and they're directed by almost like a Lovecraftian kind of like other. Mm -hmm. And the more people are aware of it, the more power it gains. Have knowledge it has, the easier it is to enter our world. So they're very brutal in their cover-up efforts, but th at the end of the day, it's ultimately for everybody's own good. Yeah. So if you have to, you know, kill break a few, a few people, eggs, break <laughs> a few eggs. Yeah, you're doing it to try to keep, basically, keep Earth safe at that point. And when I read that, I was just going, it's actually pretty good. I mean, if you're looking at the fact that these creatures might be all connected ultimately that they're you you like talking about tulpas mm -hmm. you know these kind of thought creations maybe there's something to that maybe the more people that know about this and the over the stronger the belief and knowledge of are these of these phenomena maybe they get stronger and they're able to interact with the world more they feed off of that they yeah. feed off of that energy and that collective unconscious so maybe there's somebody in the into... know that that knows hey we need to try to keep you know, the average guy and gal on the street from really knowing about this stuff. Because the more people that know about it, the more people think about it, the more people believe in it, the easier, instead of having just some lights above the cornfield at 3 a.m. and um, an occasional person going missing, maybe the activity and the phenomenon will strengthen and become, you'll get people snatched off Main Street in broad daylight. Well, so. you think about that too, and we mentioned this earlier, if you compound the two things, of say this is something that gains strength from the collective unconscious and or if people there's a light shined on it and people know about it and it gains strength from that also with that disclosure comes what we mentioned earlier total chaos and that ramps yeah. the energy up more and more and it becomes just a that it feeds into one another and you could just have complete just 
anarchy all about and then these things have gained some sort of well, insane amount of strength from I it. think it's that seems like a that seems like a total doomsday scenario well I think that I think that what feeds into this is is that if the craft or the 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 lights that you're seeing in the sky if the government came out and said all right everybody here's what's up there's a planet three light years from us um, they're about a hundred years ahead of us in technology they're able to fly here they seem to be doing some sort of observation but it's okay. We've developed weapons that will be able to do them. We are communicating with them. Everything's all right. You're going to see this. We have everything under control. This is what's going on. People would be shocked, but that's that's something that you can kind of wrap your head around. Right. Okay? You get back to the thing where they sit there and go, we don't know where they're coming from. They don't seem to be coming through interplanetary, even interstellar space. Expected avenues. Coming to our planet. We don't know how they're getting here. We don't mm -hmm. know where they're going to. We don't know what's happening with them. There do seem to be people going missing. We there don't do know what they want. We don't know what they want. That's terrifying. Now, the yeah. same thing on the ground, okay? Mm -hmm. If somebody came out and gone, hey, listen, through wolves breeding with koi dogs and everything like that and just environmental pressures, it seems like, seems that we have some, some koi dogs or wolves or koi wolves or whatever that have gained the ability to stand upright and it's a biological marvel we have you know field biologists looking into it um you may see this occasionally people would go wow that's really interesting and then they would just move on to yeah, the next not story. to worry folks but it not would just move worry. on to the next story okay yeah. so i mean we know that bears and mountain lions and even wolves kill people in this country every year and people don't flip out they don't stop going into the woods no and we so, you know we've discussed this on our um we've discussed this on our live streams before uh, a couple of actually the past couple of weeks is that the they the the dnr and wildlife management and everybody, they deny that mountain lions are even in an area like this. But, and so they deny something as simple as that. Simple as a mountain lion is in this area. So think about something that's a, like you said, like an eight foot tall yeah. upright canid. But know? I think too, the, the, I don't think they know any more than what we do. And I think that if they do have some of these things in labs, they maybe got it and they're trying to figure out what it is and where it came from, and they're experimenting with it. Just like they think that there's theories that we are trying to back-engineer or retro-engineer alien tech that we've gotten, into, like, gotten possession of. Yeah. Maybe we have gotten possession of some of these entities somehow, and we have tried to, I don't know, engineer them to try to for our own uses or to try to figure them out. I mean, it would make sense. I mean, if you get that, I mean, it would make sense for the government to do that and just to learn more about what is this threat? Is this threat? Is this a threat? Yeah. You know? And the thing is, too, but you get back down to it, as we talked about, is there a hidden war going on? So those are the, the reasons why they might be trying to do it. Um, but how are they doing it? I well, mean, how are they? Do I mean, how they're obvious there. You can look at some things that make it appear on the surface that at least elements of the government are in conflict or trying to contain these things. You know? So if you go from maybe maybe from the starting point that these things are an entity created by the government mm -hmm. or that the government has knowledge of them uh, but can't seem to eradicate them or mm -hmm. maybe wants to keep them around, what would be the next best thing that you could do is contain them? 
uh, yeah. where they are or get them to a centralized location or several centralized locations. And then that way you have a spot where you can monitor them or you can possibly experiment with them without anybody knowing about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what takes us over to the containment theory. Yeah, that they're, they're out there and that for whatever reason, they either don't want to or can't, like you said, eradicate them. At least they have an idea of where they are. Mm -hmm. They can kind of keep them in a location where they can sort of monitor their activities or they can themselves perform experiments or training with these things just without the let them citizenry out and see what, knowing. Let them out and see what they can do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, again, you go to this is that... So what we're so, referring to with this is is the possibility that these creatures, whether it be Dogman, Sasquatch, what have you, that they could possibly be in containment situations within national parks LBL. or federal lands. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get down to this too, it's that if you did that, if you, if you kept them... If you kept them in sparsely populated areas or sparsely visited areas like this, you're going to occasionally have some crossover people, but it's just another crazy sighting for the most part. Mm -hmm. Think about it. I mean, the average person on the street, I mean, you have to kind of step outside the quote unquote cryptid community for a moment where everybody you know talks about it. Everybody's up on the lore and all the, the photos that make it online. The average person in the street thinks this is crazy. And if you come up and tell them, I was in Smoky Mountains and I saw this creature and da 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 and I have some photos, but it was so quick, it was blurry. They're just gonna go, yeah, whatever. They're just gonna so it's it's a great cover for it. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. In a way they don't have to do a lot to cover to cover it up because people are so willing to cover it up themselves and to not address it. So there's a big swath of land in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park that is it's only it's that huge section. It's mm -hmm. north of Fontana. And there used to be a town there. There's a bunch of cemeteries still there. You can access it by boat. Um, or it's about a 10-mile hike to get to, like, a backcountry site out mm -hmm. there. But that whole area is one of the largest like, swaths of wilderness in this part of the country. Yeah. And it's just completely untouched. And it's been completely most of that most of that land has been completely untouched or unexplored uh, by humans in s centuries. Well, you know, the point. Smoky Mountains, the, the attendance to that park is set in records right now, but it's everybody's concentrated in a very relatively small part of that park. If you have yeah. ever driven through Tennessee and tried to go to a trailhead in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park in the past three years, and I know the past three years has been just gangbusters for it, it's been insane, that trailhead parking at every one of those, it's especially maxed out every day. outside of like Gatlinburg, is insane. Insane. But once you get past the first two or three natural barriers... There's nobody there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's nobody there. I mean, people stick to trails, very easily predicted areas. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, that, that goes into that. I still think that the fact that firearms aren't technically allowed in the LBL, except for the, the area where hunting's allowed. And then it's only during hunting season and da, 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 da. It's, it's almost like they'd rather lose a few people than let one of those things get killed and end up on the evening news because the LBL is such a uh, a unique spot because it's so large and it's it's remote because of the water. There's not a lot of people there, but some good old boy plugs one, throws it in the back of his pickup truck. Mm -hmm. Thirty minutes on the trace and he's into a town where there's people gathering around, looking at it, taking photos. The yeah. genie's out of the bottle. 
So that's why I think that they're so that they've done so much to make that place just unattractive to visitors, and they're so harsh officially on whether or not you can carry firearms there. Because I think again, they would rather that there be another story of a missing family or some strange deaths than have one of those things get harvested. And I just think out. it's really interesting when when it comes to the LBL with the the terrain um, and how it's kind of structured. So if you've never been to the LBL, you can look at it on a map and see. But it is the largest inland peninsula in the United yeah. States. Um, so it is surrounded by Lake Barkley and Lake Kentucky on either side. And then up top, there's a canal that connects the north end to Grand Rivers, Kentucky. Now that is only connected by a bridge. And if something were to happen to that bridge, you would have to travel 25 miles straight down the trace, and then you'd have to travel another five miles to get to the edge, to cross over a bridge, to get to Cadiz on one side, or I don't remember what's on the other side, but uh, Aurora, I think. But you would have to travel that far. So you are you are essentially stranded on the peninsula. Um, if you're on the peninsula and that bridge in the north goes, or one of those bridges in the center goes, you're stranded on the peninsula unless you can make it the 42 miles mm -hmm. down to where Dover, Tennessee is um, on the, the edge of the bottom there where it goes into Tennessee. So other than that, there's there's nowhere else for these things to get off and there's nowhere for anybody else to escape. So if they wanted to say they wanted to lock down the land between the legs, say they wanted to isolate it completely, nobody's allowed to go here, it wouldn't be that difficult. You take out those three bridges and then you just shut down the south end and then it's completely contained. So if you had some sort of incident where whatever's contained there got sort of out the frame and got out of control in such a way, they could easily shut that whole peninsula down. And I keep down. expecting to see that someday where the LBL has had some sort of incident or an Oh, a chemical tanker was traveling the trace, even though they weren't supposed to, and they wrecked. So we've had to shut down the mm -hmm. LBL. The bridges are closed, and the excess from the south is is done. Um, Something I've noticed about the LBL too is that a lot of the stuff that really attracts people and really brings people into it is on the south end. It's on that that south of Golden Pond. So there's a visitor center at Golden Pond. That's where the planetarium is. Right by that is where the um, Elk and Bison Prairie is. But just south of that, you get into Tennessee. That's where the off-road tr off trails are, where you can four-wheel and do all that stuff. There's also the Wranglers Camp down there. They have um, where you can go ride horses. But that's where a lot of the stuff is that draws big crowds and a lot of people in, is down in that south area. Um, so it seems like that, that they've kind of centralized what would be recreation area, right? Yeah. So, so that leaves the north end to be pretty much deserted except for a few small campgrounds that dot the edges here and there um, so that's a perfect environment for something that is a, a large predator to thrive without being seen or disturbed in any way well i mean by the same token the national parks are like that too i mean they are there's commerce on the edges and everything like that but you know you get deep into it and there's really nothing around you there's not a lot of people in there and, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, he greatly expanded the national park system. And obviously he was a believer that there were some strange creatures on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, he might have been read into a certain extent even back then. Um, I definitely think that when you get into it that that if there is a government cover-up or effort against them, that it's, it's centrally directed. Some of the local municipalities 
um, like county sheriffs and all that, they may not know exactly what's going on, I think to varying degrees, but they're pressured and kind of, there's a lot of pressure put on them by the feds to kind of do this and they don't ask a lot of questions. Um, or there might be one or two people within a, a municipal department that knows what's going on and they kind of direct it and everybody else just knows to kind of go along with it yeah. at that point. I mean, and that ties in directly with David Polites, what David Polites talks about. Um, I got his quote here somewhere, but uh, I think it was in the miss, first Missing 411 book where he says, the Park Service was doing everything possible to keep a lid on the publicity surrounding the missing people. Uh, the park ranger that David Polites was talking to explained that non-law enforcement employees weren't privy to all the information, but that the upper levels of law enforcement supervisors inside the Park Service were concerned about the numbers and certain facts surrounding the specific cases. So these guys weren't read in, but they were on the ground, the, the two guys that David Polites talked to, and they could see that something was going on, but they had not been officially told. But if anything else, it was just don't talk about this. So nobody ever came out and brought everybody in a room and there were slides and this is what we're keeping hidden. Yeah. You know, you don't run, talk about this. You it's, run such a risk of having a whistleblower come out after yeah. that. Well, though. I mean, they had whistleblowers come out as it was just because they pieced it together on their own. And it was something that that they had just fig kind of figured out by being there. Yeah, yeah. But they still knew that it was professionally bad for them to talk about openly. So I think a lot more of that goes on. Um, I mean, federal intervention into these sightings or finding evidence is is nothing new at this point. Um, if you'll remember, there were the giant skeletons uncovered in West Virginia and in other places around all the country. All over the country, yeah. All were, over the country, giant yeah. skeletons. There was they they wrote about it in newspapers. Um, I think people mentioned, like Joe Perdue uh, from Wild and Weird West Virginia mentioned that it was in a textbook that they found these giant skeletons in West Virginia. And the Smithsonian came and confiscated these skeletons, mm -hmm. that they were going to put them on display, they were going to study them, and then all of a sudden they're gone. Um, we were looking at some information about the Smithsonian doing that and what was happening every time we were trying to look at that. We Googled smithsonian giant skeletons like the first two pages of google results are not articles about it it's it's websites telling you that it's just a crazy idea like snopes usa today reuters everything like that it's just basically just story after story about this crazy cover-up that people were claiming and why it's not true i mean you don't even see that with like ufo stories you go yeah. to google you go to Google, like, government cover-up of UFOs, you'll find articles talking about possible government cover-up of UFOs. You don't find two pages of why that idea is crazy. So that was the thing that struck to me out to me, is that why why so much effort on telling me why this is a crazy thing I shouldn't be looking into? Stop you know looking for the skeletons. Yeah. Well, you know, and the other thing, too, that, that kind of goes along, that's a good, that's kind of a weird parallel, is the the kind of efforts to hush it up. Maybe not like an active, forceful cover-up, but just to keep it quiet. Well, because you'll uh, have people who have these experiences, people that see these entities and experience them, and maybe they want to talk about it. Maybe you know, they want to tell people about their experiences. Well, there's a parallel just with just how the, like the UAP UFO phenomenon has people that come in to quiet it up the men in black the men okay. in black yeah so and but with the men in black stories just like the uap stuff it's more 
it's got a like a paranormal tinge to it. It's and they the, you see that in resulting men in black stories where they don't seem one hundred percent human sometimes. Yeah, they almost this, they seem like they themselves are extraterrestrials. They and, have like extraterrestrial features. Um, mm -hmm. They have weird abilities. They are uh, they have like telekinesis. They have te telepathy. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, this is a more earthly physical. Even though these things supposedly have special abilities and all that, this is an earthly, tangible phenomenon, these creatures on the ground. Mm -hmm. And the the efforts to hush it up seem like that kind of follows suit. They don't you've got a couple of guys called the men in plaid that you're that you are reported sometimes covering in to kind of hush everything up. And they seem to be just like regular government agents. There doesn't seem to be that that otherworldly kind of paranormal to them. supernatural like you see with the men in black the men in plaid just seem to be like two guys who show up mm -hmm. um and generally the description goes that one of them's kind of a bigger rougher looking guy almost like a biker the other guy is smaller and more clean cut now he's also in plaid sometimes and it almost seems like it's out of place like he is wearing a costume so they've got know? kind of a good cop bad cop situation going. yeah 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 and they they claim to be either from like the usda or the Department of Natural Resources. Other people claim that they work for the Department of the Interior directly. Mm -hmm. um, and they come in and, and bully witnesses at this point. They come in and bully them and tell them that what you saw was a bear. You need to remain quiet about the encounter. They apply varying levels of pressure to people depending on whether it's a private citizen that saw it or a member of like local law enforcement. Um, one of the things that is kind of out of the ordinary with it is a lot of times they seem to have audio and video footage of the encounter the person's trying to report okay and it was shot relatively close by and the and the witnesses will go there's no way that somebody could have been there like filming this i would have seen them they had like up close footage of the creature of me everything like that and it's almost like to kind of show them what we're capable of doing this is why you need to be quiet yeah if, if they have footage of that then they surely have footage of this person engaging in things that they don't want out yeah um, or so they could use their ability to gather knowledge like that as leverage against this person if they were to come out against the government or speak about what they saw. Yeah, my favorite... Does that make sense? Yeah, my favorite aspect of this was like Sasquatch Chronicles episode 70. It was like a while ago. It was like one of the down the rabbit hole episodes. And they talk about um, these two guys. They did the men in plaid. You know, they don't call them the men in plaid, but it's the, those, the accounts of these two guys parallels other mostly Sasquatch witnesses accounts and they talk about the fact that these two guys are there and they're kind of the advanced people to kind of quiet it down mm -hmm. and they come in and they try to contain everything but when stuff gets out of whack a little bit they bring in like literal kill teams at this point yeah. they talk about how um it kicked into full gear when a rock ape was killed in Vietnam during the Vietnam War um, then they supposedly killed a cryptid of some type in the Smoky Mountains. Um, and it's weird because when they talked about it, they, they say one of these things, they don't really say a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. So it might've been something else. But they it could have been them. something else. Yeah. So then after that, the government has these guys as the advanced people. So these of, teams, like they have, they have a lot of different like specialties, right? Uh, they had, like, on some of these teams, according to this episode. An anthropologist, a primatologist, a wildlife biologist. Yeah. Uh, guys that are seconded from special operations and they come in and when it can't be covered up and it's getting too much, they come in and basically take these creatures out, you know? So, so my favorite thing about this whole thing is the concept of a kill team, a government kill team that comes in 
when a cryptid, a Sasquatch, a dog man is reported and a kill team drops in and annihilates it. And at that point, that would be considered a hidden war. Yeah. But there's an actual hidden conflict, like a hot conflict that's going on with these things, whether we know what they are or not, there are active efforts to combat these creatures. Mm -hmm. um, and you get that a lot. I mean, you got that with, they talked about that in the Sasquatch Chronicles episode, which to me is just one of the 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 classic kind of like podcasts or that episodes was, on stuff yeah, like this. Yeah, we listened to that taking many a road trip. We <laughs> yeah, listened to I the mean, Down the Rabbit Hole episodes. Um, well, I, you know, at the same token though, I don't care what people's thoughts are one way or the other about Todd Standing. Um, I've always thought that Todd Standing had some real experiences. Mm -hmm. And then whether or not he faked stuff later on, that's open to debate at this point. I don't, I've seen all of the, the stuff where they morph his face into other stuff. And that's, that's not an argument to get into right now. But he talked about. Yeah, uh, with so, Les Stroud, that there were people in with military issued gear. That this was like at night, he yeah. heard like a helicopter come in. It was the middle of the night. They couldn't really see it, but it was like a black helicopter came in, dropped off. It sounded like a team yeah. up high on the mountain. And then he heard just a rash of gunfire. Um, and then he was seeing uh, boot prints. That he saw the like... boot prints. Yeah, he saw the boot prints that day. And he said he was impressed that somebody was out as deep as he was because mm -hmm. he never sees anybody out there. And then that night, he heard a firefight and heard a chopper come and pick him up. Yeah. Well, what he assumed picked him up. Um, and you hear that you hear that repeatedly. That goes into the Dennis Barton thing, where there's rumors that those special forces guys were, whether we talked about on the previous episode, feral humans up there, or if this was like Sasquatch or like another inhumanoid type thing up there, that they came in to combat it. And it had to be done with more force than normal mm -hmm. because there were so many people up there, they needed to get in and, and quiet it down quick. So. And they touch on this and that um, I, we made reference to that American Horror Story episode uh, that where they they kind of mirror the Dennis Martin case is that they send these teams in, they take care of the situation and then they're pulled out um, and it's to keep a control on these things. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of like the part of the containment yeah. um, that kind of goes back to the containment theory. And too. there's even like non-government theories on containment. There was uh, with the Patterson-Gimlin film, The Massacre Theory. They, uh, some people were claiming that the timber industry had privately funded teams that were going in and killing these things. So they learned their lesson from the spotted, spotted owl. owl. So yeah. they, well, this would have been before the spotted owl, but they were trying to contain it so it wouldn't disrupt their operations. But that they were going in and killing these creatures. Um, maybe the government knew, maybe the government didn't know, maybe the government was letting them do it so they had plausible deniability mm -hmm. and it wouldn't show up in any like efforts to try to research what the government knew about it. But um, yeah, that was one of the things where they were talking about how the, the timber industry had people, a mixture of like military and like big game hunters that were coming in and like killing these things. So. so going from like a physical contact situation with a kill team, going from in witness intimidation with, say, the men in plaid, the men in black and all of those entities. Let's go now to fifth generational warfare mm -hmm. and disinformation agents. Because I think if you ask me right now what's going on. I think that there is a combination of kinetic, like warfare on the ground mm -hmm. to varying degrees. And first off, I don't think there's one entity or creature that that is responsible for all of the sightings. I think that no. when we think Sasquatch, there's more than one thing going on there. There's definitely more than one thing going on there with Dogman. I think there might be creatures that the government has maybe retro-engineered 
mm-hmm. from the other things that are out there, or maybe they've tried to emulate what they have seen. Out so it there. could be like an all of the all of the above situation. Well, type thing, but I do think that. So I think that maybe they're in conflict with others, and not with with some, but not with others. Mm-hmm. But I think the disinformation is on everything. I think that they try to keep it under wraps, all of it under wraps, whether they are responsible for it or not. And the use of disinformation agents is nothing new. It has been widely reported that during Project Blue Book, 52 to 69, they used disinformation agents in... In UFO groups. Well, they used they used it publicly, coming out and doing press conferences to tell you that why what these people saw was swamp gas and not an alien craft. But yeah, it's come out that they were putting people into UFO groups to monitor what they were talking about, to sow chaos, and to spread misinformation. And, and if you don't think that that's going on with the what you call the cryptid community today, you're fooling yourself. One of the strongest tools that they use is the power of ridicule. Mm-hmm. Um, if you shame someone, say somebody has a sighting, somebody has an experience, and they want to talk about it, and you have somebody that comes out and just just overtly ridicules them, makes fun of them, puts them down, publicly shames them, they're just going to cloister themselves up. They are not going to talk about their experience. They're not going to talk about what they've seen. And that sh- turns to be a lesson to others that if you talk about this, this is the if pressure you share come this, on you. then this is going to happen to you too. Well, it I mean, uses these people as an example. They use them as an example of don't you come out with this because we're just going to laugh at you because what you experienced was silly and you're just dumb. And so that that is just such a deterrent for so many people who have these experiences to not come out after that. Well, I mean, look what Richard Dottie did to Paul Benowitz. For those of you guys who are familiar with it, um, Paul Benowitz was a guy that was outside an Air Force base, and he was—he thought aliens were invading. He was picking up weird, like, transmissions. Uh, he was seeing weird things in the sky. He was a very technically uh, adept kind of cat, so he kind of knew—he was able to test for a lot of stuff. He was picking up these, like, strange signals. Um, he approached the Air Force, and the Air Force was actually doing, like, special weapons and special craft testing. So then they're going, well, if this guy picked it up, maybe the Russians are going to pick it up, too. Let's mm-hmm. figure out what he knows— and figure out how he learned this without telling him what we're testing here. So they fed into his supposedly mistaken theory that there were aliens there, and they let it. They they basically drove the guy crazy with it, um, all in the for the sake of national security. Well, and so I think that if you don't think that that's again going on with the cryptid stuff, didn't they do that with Bob Lazar too? Yeah, they, they've done they that to fed Bob Lazar. Him different lines of different well, he, things. Well, no, he openly says that. He openly says this is what I saw. Yeah. This is what I learned. But whether that was misinformation or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So he'll he he brings that up. But I mean, if you look at this public kind of, I mean, you can't even talk about Dogman in a Dogman Facebook group <laughs> openly without without just just. just an just, S storm coming yeah, up. Yeah, a storm coming up. So imagine trying to talk about it with normal people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a combination of like, I, I stand by this, that there are prof- there are both professional debunkers. There are people that are put in these groups, any discussion group. And because social media kind of dominates the conversation, it, it focuses mostly on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, people aren't really meeting in, you know, libraries at 8 p.m. every second Wednesday to talk about 
cryptids, they're doing it online. And it's so much easier to be a disinformation agent. Oh, it's hardly any effort at all, for God's there's sake. No so, yeah, there's no effort. You just show up. You show up in a. You in, log on to your computer. A Facebook group. Yeah, and you can. You don't do have it. to track down the local UFO group at the library. So I think that there's, I think there's professional debunkers that do that. That are literally on the payroll, and then I think that there are people that are. I always call them the clout chasers, where maybe they're not on the government payroll, but they're being egged on by somebody on the government payroll. Uh -huh. There's always this rush every time something comes out to debunk it, whether, and some things are easy to debunk. Some things you just flat out go, hey, that's not what that is. That's that's this, that's from a movie or whatever. But there's just this glee that people seem to get in debunking stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I take the, the, the flip side. People are gonna determine whether things are true or false on their own merits. They don't need us telling them what's going on. Um, maybe if you are, directly investigating some say you're directly investigating a particular geographic area and there's a report that gets mainstream and you can go actually guys i'm here that's not the case i think right. something else is going on but that doesn't that doesn't seem to be what's happening is that people just kind of rush they kind of validate themselves by debunking other stuff and i think that it gets to the point where it's like what you've seen with the, the UFO community. It becomes debunking for debunking's sake. Yeah. It's just to make yourself feel good. It's for you to get clout. Or you built a career off of yeah. debunking everything. That, that, show everybody how smart yeah, you are. That you're, but it seems like, and you and I have discussed this before, is like a lot of these people who do do this debunking, that that's all they want to do. It's like, why are you involved in this discussion? Why are you involved in a field that makes you so miserable? Yeah. That, that, you, that, you, that your whole goal is to yeah. tell everybody how superior you are. I don't care. That you don't believe in it. I don't care one way or the other if... Go golfing. Somebody, yeah, if somebody off of Facebook looks at a clip from The Howling and thinks that it happened, it doesn't really affect me one way or the other. And if they're, if, if they want to believe that, more power to them. Do you know what I'm saying? We're not going to stand here and, and present that evidence, but if somebody has and they want to believe it, I'm too busy to like really spend a lot of time debunking. And at the end of the day, I don't care. I don't care if 99 pieces of fake information get out. Yeah, it muddies the water, but what water is it muddying? How many of these people are really out, you know, on the hunt that it's muddying yeah. the waters? Um, I would rather we deal with that than have that one person with really solid information felt comfortable to come forward. And I mean, all they do is it's an environment of it, it's they build an environment where basically deception and fakery are just that's what people think of when they think of like Dogman or Sasquatch or anything yeah. like that, because the people that are everything it, is instantly dismissed yeah. because there has been so much of this. There has been deception and fakery, of course, but this whole aggression and the drama that you have to be it. right. I mean, yeah. we see stuff all the time, and but here's the deal: we've got other stuff going on. I can't fight every image that I think is wrong on Facebook or whatever. People, if you're really into it, you're going to determine that. If you have a casual interest and you're into it for the sensational aspects of it. Us telling you it's not real is not going to make one bit of it. So yeah. why waste your time? It's all. That, that that harsh debunking, I think, does more harm than good. You know, it does more harm than good. And I think at the end of the day, we're, we're playing into the government's hands. If every UFO group back in the 50s 
30% of the attendees where they're shouting everybody down and, and just screaming, you know, fake, fake, fake. And mm -hmm. this is, you know, you're, you're doing the government's job for them. Oh, you know yeah, saying? yeah. So, it's, I mean. I mean, like, what, you know, with the Soviet Union, you, at, at one point, the Soviet Union didn't have to police its citizens because its citizens were policing, policing each other. Yeah, and I think you, you know? see that's a great point. And you mm -hmm. see that in, and again, like I said, it's, it's because all of the discussion has moved online. And back in the 50s and 60s, you actually had to have a, an agent who was trained in deception, physically drive to the place where they were doing it, work to work his way into the yeah, trust gain of the group, the trust, yeah. and then try to slowly spread discord. Now you can just do a YouTube channel mm -hmm. and get on there and do whatever, or log onto a, a fake Facebook profile, and you've got everybody in every group arguing, and the more time you spend arguing is less time that you're actually looking- Into the subject. Into the subject you're just you've, you've been derailed mm -hmm. at this point and i mean i see it like i said and it's sad because especially with you know bigfoot's famous for being a very argumentative community the dogman communities they, they make bigfoot <laughs> people look like amateurs at it um and you've just got these people who, who i'm just gonna say it you've got these people that, that don't really do anything other than listen to youtube accounts and they have very strong opinions and they they spend all of their time trying to debunk other people because that makes that gives them a rush, an endorphin rush. We hey, had, so great job there, guy. You know, enough had, of that. Spend your own time. Go, go research something, man. Yeah, you know? we've had people. They'll watch a video of ours where we have like video evidence of something that we've experienced. We have it on video, and we present it. And they're like, well, you know, somebody said in a story from a podcast that that is not possible. I'm like, what? Um, yeah, I mean, but I mean, that doesn't even, that's just, that that's that's part and parcel to doing this. But I'm talking about the people that have strong online presences and they just, they have to show how other people are fake. Great. Yeah. So great. I'm sorry. So somebody's grandmother who collects like Bigfoot coffee mugs and she gets like little Bigfoot, you know coasters and everything like that and she's got a casual interest in it she saw something that wasn't true and you spent your day telling her she's an idiot for looking at it good for you How, what has that done to advance the well you know misinformation yeah misinformation's bad if you if you're seriously into this you're gonna figure it out if mm -hmm. you're if you're casually into this being told that everything is fake and wrong and everything like that is going to kill your casual interest and the 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 Topic's never going to advance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. The topic is because the some of the strongest proponents are telling everybody how crappy and fake everything is all mm -hmm. the time. So, um, but anyway, like I said, I think that that that's like you said, that's fifth generation warfare. I think that's yeah. encouraged. Oh yeah, I think that's encouraged a lot. I mean, you know, and the feuding that just takes place, I think, is just is is encouraged to a certain extent. Oh, for sure. I mean, we've for had sure. people try to generate feuds with us, and we just sidestep it because. Who has time for that? I mean, yeah. you know, if you're seriously involved with this stuff, you've got to realize that that maybe that person's not doing it on purpose, but they're being encouraged, maybe subtly, maybe not so subtly, to do this stuff. Um, and at the end of the day, it's uh, the friction and all that doesn't do anything to advance the topic. Yeah. Um, it may be sensational. It may be good for some some funny kind of internet lulls but at the end of the day it didn't do anything to advance the topic at all but so. so that's going from kind of a grassroots perspective within groups and within sort of uh the, the from the people themselves 
um, and the people mm -hmm. policing themselves yeah. and policing each other and yeah. everything like that. But say some of this does kind of get out. Say this goes to a wider audience. Say this gets bigger and bigger or there's a piece of evidence that comes out and it reaches a wider audience. What apparatus are you going to use at that point? Is the government going to use at that point to really stamp that down would be the media collusion. And that'd be easy. As it would be so easy, easy to at do. this point. The media is, all of the media is controlled by just a couple of companies at mm -hmm. this point. Um, the fringe media is laughed at and trivialized no matter what they bring out. Um, at this point, I don't care what it is. Literally anything could be covered up. Anything could be covered up at all. It doesn't matter what the quality of your video, photo, the uh, media could audio cover recording. It up without breaking a sweat. Yeah, so. and it could be easily dismissed as a deep fake. It could be easily dismissed as a costume CGI. or a CGI. Um, it could, there's always an out there. It's so easy to have an out. With the media on the side of the cover up, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, anything could be done and it would be done so easily. Yeah, that very it, little effort. It's little just, effort at all. I mean, I always go back to the thing that. You could have somebody who shot and killed a Sasquatch, brought the body out, brought it out, has it at his house, takes photos of it, film, people come over and see it. Um, the local newspaper comes, a reporter comes up and goes, oh my gosh, this guy's got an actual Bigfoot in his backyard, dead. It's the find of the century, blah, blah, blah. Government group comes in, takes the Bigfoot, lays down a dead gorilla body mm -hmm. and goes, he was mistaken. Uh, there was an illegal exotic animal collection near here and this gorilla got out he mistakenly killed a gorilla we can see why he thought it was a sasquatch because you don't expect to see a gorilla in north carolina but that's what it is guys nbc runs the story that night and then of, where of, are you at back again yeah ridicule mocking and ridiculing yeah. this so this person is like no i'm telling you it this was, was a bigfoot this, this was, was a bigfoot there's Those, a different body they brought this gorilla in yeah, Bob's yeah. lost his mind. Don't yeah, be like Bob this was in Texas. Obviously, you know? uh, this was obviously a very traumatic experience. But then by the time, regardless of what the local news said, by the time it made nationwide coverage, a gorilla was shot in North Carolina, uh -huh. um, you know, and then they would just have some men on the street. They could frame any, they could show pictures of the gorilla. Well, this guy had photos of that. Ah, we think those have been digitally altered. You know, he shot a gorilla. And guess what? Within 24 hours, nobody would be talking about it anymore. No, absolutely at all. not. So, I mean, at this point, um, again, and that goes back to the fact that why wouldn't they cover it up? Because it's so easy to control the message nowadays. Can, wholly, in any which way you want to sway it, mm -hmm. you can at that point. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that goes back to the exact same thing. The, you know, even organized social media, we don't know what we see and we don't see. We talk about, there are people that we know that have had their Facebook groups. I mean, their Facebook profiles just randomly taken down yeah. when they've tried to talk about this subject. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that we know about. Who don't we know about out there? Well, I got I got like a ban. I got like my account disabled, like temporarily. I finally got it back, but I don't know what was going on. But a few of my accounts just got disabled. Uh, this was probably shortly after we started doing Dark Dive. I lost one of my accounts and I had to like appeal yeah. and appeal and appeal and I finally got it back. But Well, how many people are out there that we don't know about that lost their accounts and never got them back? Yeah. And they just, so we don't, the message is probably being controlled in ways and to levels that we're that we unaware of at this point. That. Yeah. You know? Um, and like I said, it's just, it's when it's so difficult to even discuss Dogman on a Dogman centric group. Um, and a lot of that, you know, you have to be honest. A lot of that is self, self-inflicted. Yeah. You know, but here's the deal. I mean, we take the, the standpoint of we, we run across people daily 
who believe things that honestly we don't see being possible, but nobody knows for certain yet. So yeah. guess what? It's okay to go. That's a pretty interesting theory. Yeah, I understand. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, because um, things that we know for certain right now were laughed at five years ago, ten yeah, years ago. But um, same, and that's a same thing with that UAP slow roll. Is that what what was laughed at decades ago is now the government coming out and saying these things are real, these things are happening. Uh, this is now classified and probably a wow. national security risk, uh, but they're they're admitting that these things are real. And I think that what's going on with cryptids and in humanoids, I think that's the direction that it's going in. Yeah, I stand that, by the fact that regardless of everything we've just talked about, I think the end of the cover up is it's coming near. The, the end, end is, is near. nigh. Yes. Yeah, I think that that more and more people are taking a serious look at this, and they're not just being, you know, the the sensational creepypasta and just made up YouTube stories are kind of the gateway drug. And then enough people have gotten into this that they've started to take the comments and the questions that we get are, we talk about this every week are so insanely insightful and intelligent and just people come to us with stuff that I go, we spend a lot of time thinking about this and we have people come up to us and, and send us messages, and I go, I've never thought about that that's before. Because that's because Hellbent Holler has the best viewers yeah, out there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I think that's growing. Those people that take a very serious, thoughtful yeah. look at this, they're growing. And I think that stigma is really just being shaken off at this point. The stigma yeah. of if you've had paranormal experiences, if you've seen a cryptid, if you've experienced this, that that stigma is just getting shaken off now because people are just getting to the point where they're like, I know this is real. I saw this happen and I don't care what you think about me. And I don't care. I don't care what you think about me that I do this work, that I do these investigations, that I make these videos. I have people laugh at me all the time. I don't care. I don't care. This is, I love doing this. We're, I'm going to keep doing this. And these people who experience these things, they are going to keep looking into it too because you well, cannot tell them they didn't see I what they saw. I think more and more people are experiencing it. I think the activity is, is snowballing, but yeah. the activity is getting... It's And again, it's gotten to the point that, at least for us, you can't have a conversation about physical inhumanoids on the ground. Thank you for that term, by the way, Mr. Barton Nunley. So, <laughs> inhumanoids, um, yes. Um, the inhumanoids on the ground are tied in directly with the strange stuff going in the skies. And it's, it's obvious the people in the know are saying that the activity in the skies, it's increasing. It's getting more, it's getting bolder, it's getting more prevalent. And I think the same things happen on the ground. Yeah. Um, I think that that if there is one good thing about social media is that people can come on and they can have an instant audience, maybe not all supportive, but an instant audience to come out and talk about their encounters and their experiences. So I think that's the activity is snowballing, but I think the other thing too is, is that, like you said, that that discussion of the the physical entity portion of this is entering the same discussion that's going on about UAPs. Yes. Um, a lot of the Skinwalker at the Pentagon discussion and all that, where they're talking about seeing upright wolf-like creatures, um, where there's people who have really been dismissive of this and just focused on the UAP phenomenon are going, there's something more. Yes. There's something more on this, and it's not just limited to Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, it's not just limited to these like one or two spots. This is going on everywhere. Everywhere. And there's there's these brief mentions of government researchers, intelligence agents, people with some quote unquote credibility to them that are having these physical cryptid encounters. Now they're usually in association with UAP activity. Um, but 
it's coming out. It's being talked about. And this, you know, the hitchhiker effect is becoming something that you hear about. You may not be hearing about it on NBC News. They focus not just yet, on the UFO. Fee- exactly. They focus on the UFO aspect of it. But it's coming. I mean, there's that document that came out where Bigelow Air and Space, you know, National Institute for Discovery Science, they were looking for werewolves and goblins. They were looking for subterranean white goblins they had credible reports on, so much so that they were spending government money to look into these. It's just hints right now, but that's far more than we had five years ago. And I'm just, I'm excited to thinking about, you know, we're, we're of course going to keep doing this research and this work, but I'm really excited to think about where this is going to be in five years, um, where the subject is going to be, where yeah. disclosure is going to be, where yeah. the government is going to be on its stance on these creatures, if they're finally going to admit that these creatures are real eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to happen on a shorter timeline than the UAP disclosure? I think it's, again, it's going to snowball. I yeah. think it's going to... I think it's going to gradually get faster and faster and faster mm-hmm. until bam, it's there. And I think that either the the physical, you know, the entity portion of it, the cryptids, whatever you want to call them, that's either going to happen right with the big blow up of UAP information, or it's going to be right behind it. Okay, I think it's going to come out that that again. It just feels like everything is snowballing right now. There's more people experiencing it. There's more people talking about it. Um, a lot of the people that are on the research end of it. You're starting to see like really good communication with people. You know yep. what I'm saying? I um, mean, you're still seeing a lot of the fighting and everything like that, but you're seeing other people that are going, "Hey, let's." I may let's have, work together. I may have a completely different theory about what's going on here, but at the end of the day, we're working for the same thing. Hey, we're working a- towards the same thing. So. Apes together strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think you're starting to see that. I think you're starting to see things kind of. You know, the the all the chess pieces are starting to kind of get into the right pattern yeah, on the chessboard, sure. and I think you're starting to see stuff go on, and I think you're starting to see more and more people uh, really kind of put aside their egos, and they're putting aside jealousy and pettiness and everything like that, and they're just going, let's just all work together to try to get some answers here at this yeah, point. I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, and I think too at the same token that there's just so many people that eventually you're not going to be able to keep them all quiet. You know, you're not going to be able to like shout them all down or make them all feel ridiculous. And there's more and more people that are coming forward just going, you know, again, we always talk about Martin Groves came forward and he was just like, I'm retired now, man. I'm going to talk about this. You know, I understand that this is going to cause And he's met such a uh, supportive community of people. He's met a lot of roadblocks though too. So yeah, for sure. But again, again, you, you get more people like that, that just don't let the roadblocks slow them down. Mm -hmm. And you get more and more people like that. You get more and more people that are willing to, to kind of just, you know, put their money where their mouth is looking into this. And again, I think it's it's just going to keep building and the cracks are already starting to show in the, the cover and the cover is just going to get blown eventually. Yeah, so. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about where this is heading. And I, I'm glad that it's like ramping up. I'm glad yeah. that things are um, accelerating. It, mm-hmm. it seems like sightings are accelerating. It seems like uh, people talking about it is accelerating. More people getting into the subject. That's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Technology is getting bigger uh, and better. We're able to access equipment we couldn't access, you know, 10 years ago mm-hmm. at the, you know, at the click of a button. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is all leading up to possibly us getting a handle on this and then overcoming all of these barriers that are put in the way of the powers that be. I don't think it's impossible anymore. I don't think it's impossible. Sometimes it felt like you're tilting at windmills and you were just doing it for your own personal, personal like edification. But now I think that you're starting to feel that there's, that there's a possibility that we're going to 
we're going to get some movement. We're going to learn the truth on this. Well, so. I love that it goes. Uh, we're we're ending on a positive note on yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so do you guys have any thoughts about government cover-ups? Do you have any uh, personal stories? Have you ever been visited by the men in plaid? Uh, do you know any? Do you know anybody that has? We're really curious about that. We'd like to have a direct connection or direct contact with somebody who claims or has seen the men in plaid, has been visited by the men in plaid, because this seems like it's more of a new phenomenon. And have you been threatened? Do you think that you're being followed? People ask us all the time if we have like uh, black vehicles following us all the time when we do this kind of research. We won't think you're crazy. If you we say don't so. think you're crazy because yeah. it is not out of the realm of possibilities. Mm -hmm. So if you have experienced that, please get in touch with us. You can always get in touch with us. Uh, by emailing hellbentholler at gmail.com. You can comment below. Let us know what you think about these government cover-ups of cryptid activity. Do you think containment theory is real? Um, are there any other areas that are perfect candidates that could be containment zones? Or Let us know about that. Or is there a war going on? Is, is there an actual fight? Is so, there, yeah. yeah, do you believe in these kill teams? Have you seen these kill teams? Mm -hmm. Have you, uh, do you think that there's this hidden war with the government? Let us know in the comments below. We love hearing your thoughts. Like we said before, our viewers are some of the most intelligent people that we have ever met. You guys have such well thought out responses and good to looking everything. as well. And very good looking, <laughs> yes, might I add. You're all very good looking. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a housekeeping stuff. We are into we're, we are into October. Um, I am going to be speaking at Wild and Weird Con. I'll be doing that night hike beforehand. It's October 14th and 15th. So if you haven't signed up for that and you want to go to Wild and Weird Con, please go to wildandweirdwv.com and sign up for that and join me on the night hike. We're getting everything ready for it. We've got all of our equipment getting ready. We've got some cool little flashlights. We've got some little bits and pieces we're putting together for it. It's going to be a really, really good time. And I will actually be speaking at the convention the next day on that Saturday. So you can come and hear me talk about the land between the lakes and Dogman. Um, what else do we have? That's it. That is it. Oh, we do. Hey, we've been doing live streams on Mondays. We just started doing that a couple weeks ago. Mondays at 8 p.m. We're doing live streams. It's kind of a very informal hangout. We've been having a blast doing those. You guys seem like you guys are really enjoying it. So why don't you come and join us Monday at 8 p.m. for a live stream. We'd love to have you there. Come hang out in the chat and uh, spend a couple hours on a Monday night just hanging out and chilling. Yeah, and there's no real topic. We don't usually approach it with a topic. Uh, we may eventually get to topics, but people seem to really... Part of the thing for the live stream is, is we know that it's, you know, it's basically for the people that are really into this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they want to talk about it. They want to ask some questions, make some comments, maybe bring up a topic we discussed for a little bit. Um, it's more of a, it's more like a town hall meeting than anything else. You know what I'm saying? It's not really anything that we have a lot of structure or pre-planning to. It's just really free-flowing. Who knows what we'll end up talking about on yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you for listening to Dark Dive. And let's hope we don't get a visit from the men in plaid. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.